The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 2nd. In today's news, the TSA is considering a plan to get rid of passenger screening at 150 small airports. The administration pokes another big hole in Obamacare. And primaries in Tennessee today show how President Trump is remaking the GOP. But first, the big idea. Bob Mueller is offering to limit the number of questions that his team would ask Trump in a potential interview. It's an effort to restart negotiations that have stalled with the president's legal team. In a letter sent Monday, the special counsel suggested that his investigators would reduce by nearly half the number of questions they would ask related to obstruction of justice. It's unclear which specific topics would be left out. Earlier this summer, Trump's team sought to set specific conditions on an interview and make central topics off-limits, conditions they believed and hoped would be deal-breakers for Mueller. Among them, they insisted that Mueller could not ask any questions about any actions that Trump has taken as president, including his private discussions with Jim Comey, and then the day after he fired the FBI director when he told Russian diplomats in the Oval Office that getting rid of Comey took a big cloud off of him. Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, said earlier this month that he believes these questions could cause Trump to perjure himself. Giuliani spoke to reporters yesterday, a few hours after Trump urged Attorney General Jeff Sessions via Twitter to terminate the probe, quote, right now. The president reportedly tweeted that after he learned Mueller still wants to ask him about obstruction, even if the questions are narrowed. Giuliani says Trump remains willing to be interviewed if the lawyers can agree on ground rules. But he said, don't hold your breath. As the president ratcheted up attacks on the special counsel, his former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort's trial, entered day two. Prosecutors from Mueller's team sought to highlight Manafort's lavish spending, including on hundreds of thousands of dollars in suits, which he paid for with foreign money transfers. This drew the ire of the judge, T.S. Ellis, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan. He questioned how it furthered their case that Manafort filed fraudulent tax returns. Prosecutors also suggested that they may not call Manafort's former business partner, Rick Gates, as a witness after all. And they revealed that they're ahead of schedule. They said they could rest their case as early as next week. For his part, Trump weighed in on the trial for the first time. He asked his Twitter followers if Manafort is being, quote, treated worse than the notorious gangster Al Capone. As the legal maneuvering continued, lawmakers and analysts in Washington expressed a growing alarm that the U.S. has done far too little to protect itself against another round of Russian interference in the 2018 elections. On the one hand, experts say that voting systems are more secure against hackers than they were, thanks to action at the federal and state levels. And the Russians have apparently not targeted those systems to the degree they tried to in 2016. On the other hand, Russian efforts to manipulate American voters through misleading social media postings have grown more sophisticated and thus harder to detect, Insiders say there's not really a strong strategy to combat this iteration of information warfare. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Transportation Security Administration is considering eliminating passenger screening at more than 150 small and mid-sized U.S. airports where planes carry only 60 or fewer passengers. 
Passengers instead would be screened when they arrive at larger airports after their initial flight. Internal documents leaked to CNN by people inside TSA who think this is a terrible idea say this move could affect 10,000 passengers a day. The documents also say that eliminating passenger screening at these airports could save $115 million a year, which could then be spent on security at larger airports. Several people in and outside TSA note that hijackers could still easily seize these smaller planes. There'd still be up to 60 people aboard, and the smaller aircraft could still be flown into buildings. Also, two of the September 11th hijackers first flew from an airport in Portland, Maine to Boston. This concept was first floated inside TSA a few years ago. At the time, it was seen by critics as a transparent effort to get Congress to give additional money to the agency. It's unclear what's actually going on right now. It seems unlikely, though, that Congress would go along. Number two, the Trump administration is widening the availability of short-term health plans that do not have to meet many of the requirements under the Affordable Care Act. These policies will now be available for 12 months at a time. They're currently only available for three months. Customers can also renew them for up to three years. These short-term plans do not cover pre-existing conditions and other benefits that are defined as essential under Obamacare. This has elicited a wall of opposition from the healthcare industry, hospitals, doctors, and patient advocacy groups. All of those interests warn that consumers with bare-bone plans will be stranded when they actually need care because basically nothing is covered. They also worry that the defection of healthy customers from the ACA marketplaces will drive up prices and premiums for those who remain. That means it will be harder and more expensive for sick people to get care. Number three, primaries will be held today in Tennessee, and the contentious race to determine the Republican nominee for governor illustrates how much Trump has really remade the party in his image. All four candidates are running as steadfast Trump allies. Each is strongly opposing sanctuary cities, which were banned in the state this spring. The frontrunner is Diane Black, the chair of the House Budget Committee. She entered the race exactly one year ago and said she would crack down on illegal immigrants and introduce work requirements for government benefits. But despite her many displays of loyalty to Trump over the last year, the president decided to stay out of the race because his political people told him that it wasn't a sure thing Black would win. Black's early lead in the polls over her three opponents, business executives Randy Boyd and Bill Lee and State House Speaker Beth Harwell, began to shrink when the president didn't weigh in, as many had expected he would. The challengers have all ganged up on Black and effectively portrayed her as a creature of Washington's swamp. It's unclear who will win tonight, but whoever does will be a strong Trump supporter. It's not just red states where Trump's remaking the GOP, though. For example, all five of the Republican candidates for governor in Connecticut are wholeheartedly embracing the president. It's notable because the state's past Republican governors were very moderate. Supporting the unpopular president in a blue state like Connecticut will make it much harder to win in November. But all five of the candidates have concluded that they have to do it in order to win the Republican primary. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 2nd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.